Pussy, pussy, it's gonna be a good one today. Yes, I'm talking about a clit talk, clit talk, clit talk. Talking about a clit talk, clit talk, clit talk. Come on, girls and boys and everyone on the gender rainbow, bring your pussies to the show. Literati, it's our three-year anniversary episode, and today, I know, three years! I don't know what that squirrel was. That was really high-pitched. And um, today, we are celebrating Mother's Day, and it's a very special episode because our three moms are in the studio! Something we were we were talking about before is we realized the very first episode of Clit Talk that we ever released was for Mother. It was a Mother's Day special with our moms. Some of our moms were on there, and Tamiko was on there. Um, And so to have all three of our moms here today to just bookend that accomplishment and anniversary is extra special. Mm. So it's our three year anniversary of Clit Talk. Can you guys believe that? I can't. Not really. I Congratulations, guys. Congratulations. This yeah. is really... Thank you. you guys have done a great job. I feel like I was a little kid when I started. Like, you were. You were. You were. <laughs> I was like, you I was were. like under, was under 25 and now I'm like on the, you know, next year we'll be on the cusp of 30. So it's kind of weird. I feel like I grew up oh with my gosh, huge, yeah. ladies. Huge escalate for all of yeah. you girls. You did. Huge escalate. Yes. Yeah. What a treat. Pre-baby. Pre-baby, right? Yeah, pre-baby. I know. Last Mother's Day episode, right. I was not a mom and right. I was afraid still. Didn't I did, think I still did not want kids at that mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. So Clit Talk really opened that up and it's been the best thing I've literally ever done in my life. So. I know. You never wanted to have kids. I didn't. Ever. You didn't babysit? No, I really wanted nothing to do with them. <laughs> Katie's mom just calling her out yeah. live on the air. Oh, you know, I really didn't. Yeah, but I was so you know, that makes too. the best mom. That makes the best mom. Yeah, yeah. Totally. Right. That's totally. right. Yeah. Um, so we did want to start off and each, all the three of us wanted to um, individually celebrate each of our moms. So I'll start. Um, mom, Pat... I wanted to thank you. I would not be doing Clit Talk podcast if I didn't know how to be honest mm. and authentic. Oh, and really, if anyone's going to tell you how it is, it's Pat Ross. <laughs> so, <laughs> and uh, I really value that. And it's really allowed me to find my voice within this show and in my life. And um, I'm just really grateful for you. Thank you, Passing Katie. Passing that on. Aww. That's a great tribute. That's a really great tribute. <laughs> I'm already crying. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I cry, I'll cry through the whole thing. So, so. <laughs> it's okay. Um, and <sighs> mom, this is Lindsay. So my mom, Martha. This year for Mother's Day, I want to celebrate you for up-leveling what I thought strength looked like. Mm-hmm. This last year, you have really truly demonstrated what true grace and strength looks like. And you have always been so open with me about conversations about my own sensuality, my pleasure. And I didn't realize how lucky I was until I got to be an adult and I realized the the container that you created for me to step into this at such a young age. And it's made 
that area of my life, I think, different from a lot of other women that I've talked to. And um, I'm really grateful for that. And as I step into, you know, creating my own child in the next year or two, if I can just be, I hope I could be half as good as the mom as you were. Because if I am, my kids are going to be pretty awesome. <laughs> Aww. Aww, so wow. beautiful. Lindsay, thank you so much. In the next year, you said you're doing this? She said you have something to look forward to. Absolutely. More, That's more, awesome. Her mm. fifth grandchild. Right. Thank you, Lindsay. Wow. And mom, this is Sugar. Susan, Susie Chu, Tsunami. <laughs> My Tsunami mommy. You know... You weren't always my role model. (laughs) (laughs) That's honest. But you are my number one role model. But you are my number one role model today. Awesome. Um, The work that you do with Cancer Schmancer, Mm -hmm. the catalyst you are for Fran Drescher, the friend that you are. I'm so inspired by your devotion. You created your life's purpose and you've been living your truth ever since. Um, Probably the strongest woman that I know. And I can't even imagine what it would be like to raise two children and be a single mom Uh, and still have a great relationship with your ex-husband, my father. Um, You're just so extraordinary. Um, that must have taken a lot to do um, while still pursuing your life and your dreams. And I just want to celebrate you for being that uh, force of nature that you are. And no matter what life throws at you, you persevere. You know, so you've been, you've had so many family members pass, your ex-fiance pass away, a nephew pass away. I've never met anybody friends as well. I've never met anybody who's had so much loss around them, but is thriving as, as much as you are. So thank you for showing me the way. To, <laughs> you're setting the standard really high. And I don't know if I'm going to have kids one day, but if I do, you would make the best grandmommy ever. Well, thank you, Matt. And by the way, all of that, uh, I couldn't be who I am without having two daughters like you and your sister which completely also created the transformation that I became mm. through it all. Mm. Good, bad, and ugly. Love you. Well, thank you. I love you so much. Okay. That's such a, that's such a incredibly wise thing that you just said, Susan, and mm-hmm. that is so true. And I think as a mother, I'm going to echo that, that I wouldn't be, but what my daughters, I only have daughters, what my Same. daughters have taught me has been the most incredible journey and the most incredible learning experience. And you can't, I haven't been successful in actually telling somebody what that's like. I, I guess it's an, for me, it's experiential. And I, I don't know how to really relay what that is like, but it is, it makes for an extraordinary life. So I really appreciate you saying that. Thank you, Susan. Oh, you're Bye. welcome, Martha. And knowing your daughters, it was a ride, right? It still is. <laughs> what the hell does that mean? It still is. Ah, by the sorry, way, but... you know, 
You know what? I read, she knows me. Let me tell you something, though. I read something interesting. Uh, this is very, very timely for tonight's episode. You know, and 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 just to add to that, Martha, and it never ends. So it doesn't matter. Someone said, oh, I hate when people, all these mothers say, I'm, they're 18, I'm done. Well, what the oh. fuck is that? <laughs> I'm not done, bitch. You know, that's a, that's I want an, them, I want them coming over. <laughs> but, but what I mean by that is I don't want to be done. I want no. them coming over my house on a Sunday yes. night saying, let's have family dinner at thir- yes. 27, 32, yes. 40 something. I mean, what yes. is that? What kind of saying is that? Oh my right. God, they're 18. I've done my job. No, you didn't. Mm-hmm. You're still doing it. <laughs> it goes well, forever. It just, it grows, <laughs> you know, and exponentially. It, yes, it, it, it elevates do. and you evolves do. into other things. I was floored. It was a social media post that, of course, I stay back when I hear that because if I really wanted to, enlighten them it would be a whole thing i have no time for but i just thought that was interesting and i'm like really i don't know about you i'm not done (laughs) i see how i see how madison acknowledges you as tsunami that's that's such (laughs) no it's it's a powerful stand that you are it's just just, i i just love it it just kind of says who you are in the world well you're silent you're a silent but deadly badass martha <laughs> yeah. So, so let's. So, we're talking about today is Mother's Day. So, we're talking about motherhood. Um, and one thing that we realized we never asked our moms, and you know, we're either young moms now, or maybe looking at that, or some of our friends are just doing that. And I think that a lot of women don't actually talk about, you know, what was the first year of motherhood like for you? <laughs> <laughs> it was awesome. I loved every minute of it. Uh-huh. Katie was a twirler. You know, I loved it. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Pat, can I ask you fun. how old you were? How old were you when you had Katie? Um, 34. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay. Yep. And I had my son at 37. Okay. So I was 33 and 38. So, okay. okay. This yeah. is making me feel better. No, please. Yeah. Oh, my God, Lindsay, there's lots of time. So I was 20, I was 25 and I would say that, um, for me, it was this love hate relationship. I spent most of my time just in absolute adoration of my child. And there were times that I just wanted to get rid of her and have my, she's talking about my older sister, by the way, because that's true. That's true. (laughs) Because you just want it. (laughs) That is true. But I don't think it matters who the child is. It's just, you end up not, I remember thinking, do I even get to go to the bathroom by myself? I know, it's exhausting. <laughs> you had showers. I remember sitting in the infant seat in front of the showers and thinking, oh my God, please just be okay while I get through the shower. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. I, I, didn't That's really true. Want kids. I didn't really want any children. I was scared oh. to death. So that's, Mark, that's, that was one of our other questions. Did you guys so, all know that you were ready to have kids? No, no, no. no. I wasn't ready at all. As a matter of fact, <laughs> yeah. I, I wasn't ready. I wasn't sure of my husband. We were married four years and he was so selfish. <laughs> and he was like, a, we were like jet setting around, partying our brains out. It really was until I lost my brother. Mm-hmm. I lost my 38-year-old brother um, in front of me. And I, oh, that was in oh. April. And in July, I got pregnant. And um, Madison is actually named after him. And it wasn't planned. I was like, just like, oh, you know, we're married four and a half years. And, you know, I I was scared to death to have children. I was like, you know, superficially, I'm like, oh, I look so great. Um, And, 
<laughs> you know, we were living the life in West Hollywood. No, it's just superficial and silly when I look back. But, you know, it was the truth then. Yes. And I lost my brother and I don't even know what happened. I hear I become pregnant. I'm like, all right, suck it up. And actually, um, I wasn't the, I didn't think pregnancy was all that. Like everyone's like, oh, I'm like, hated every minute of it. Um, Couldn't eat chicken ever. I hated every minute of it. I I didn't like any of it, but I will say this, and she's named after my brother. um, And uh, however, and, and, and the only thing, unfortunately for me is because of the man I was married to, uh, we were hope, you know, I was praying it was a boy. (laughs) and it wasn't and my first words out of my mouth were for him which was an emergency c-section was oh my god honey i'm so sorry but i was thrilled (laughs) i was absolutely thrilled that it was a girl and i already had her name picked out for many reasons but i wasn't ready but you just you're never ready when it doesn't matter and that's that that's my spiel yeah yeah. Amazing. I, I was yes. a labor and delivery nurse for 17 years. I heard a lot of women say, I'm going to kill you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'd, be like, I'd be like, that, yeah. <laughs> that, yeah. I'm going to kill you. Um, you did this to me. So Scream. a lot of our, a lot of our, a lot of our fans, um, um, a lot of our fans tell us that clit talk really is the sex ed you wish you got and then some. So we wanted to ask you, what was sex ed like, or and what uh-uh. sex education do you wish you had when you were younger? That maybe we don't know. <laughs> oh my gosh, we had no sexual education except one time. I think we were juniors, or and they took the girls in one room and the boys in the other room, and um, we all came out of there so confused, and <laughs> nobody ever said another word about it. <laughs> and um, it's weird. And when we never talked about it with our friends, you know, our girlfriends or anybody, it was pretty non-existent. So like, it was really just I, like a personal journey for you. Yes, for all of us. Did you grow up with? Did you grow up with other older siblings at all? No. Okay, so I had a lot two of us were okay. older. Or the oldest. My mom was the oldest of six. Yeah, I was the oh, old. Wow. I was the baby of two older brothers. Yeah. And uh, and Pat, I do remember it was very um, dumbed down and 1950s, yeah. the sex education. Yeah. Sure. Um, but I had two older brothers that, if I tell you, taught me, talked at me like mm-hmm. I was a peer. Yeah. I felt like I was a little wiser and worldlier than my age growing up. Right. Um, because of that, mm-hmm. I would, you what know, did girls, they say? Girls were coming and going. There was a lot of curse words. There was a lot of openness in my house. It was a very liberal house. It was a colorful mm-hmm. house. My brothers were athletes. They were gorgeous. They were popular. It was, and there was, you know, weed smoking and it was hippie Naked era. Ladies. And I, it was very, um, I don't know that I remember my mom and dad ever sitting down and giving me anything, but mm-hmm. my brothers did. I've yeah, learned a right. lot from my older brothers. Yeah, and then when I moved from New York to California, I went through sex education again. And I was like, oh, I already know this. So let me ask you this, ladies. So what sex education do you have now that you wish you had you were, not, you were younger? Or what sex education do you wish we had or like younger generations like behind you? What sex education should we have now? I would say uh, I, I'm in I'm in agreement with the two ladies that 
when we grew up, we didn't have any formalized education from mm-hmm. adults that was use anything. It was like, here's the penis, here's the vagina, you put one in the other, and then you have babies. That's pretty much it. Um, I really no. feel that there should have been a lot of um, self-image, loving yourself, mm-hmm. understanding mm-hmm. your body. Understanding your body, for sure. Understanding what experimental things you can do with yourself. I think there should have been, and I was listening to a podcast, another podcast, not not nearly as good as Clit Talk, but very <laughs> different, very different, has nothing to do with this topic. And uh, someone, a celebrity was talking and saying that, you know, her daughter just went through a private school and sex ed. It was very detailed. I rather say, you know, I wish that there was a lot more of reality and what it looked like other than a vagina and a penis Mm -hmm. entering one another, what it looked like for, you know, intimacy and lovemaking and foreplay. I would have wanted all, I would, I would hope there'd be a lot more detail about foreplay and body image and, and being in love with oneself. Yeah. That's what I would teach. That's great. Pat, Martha, what about you guys? Well, um. I 100% agree with Susan. Um, I think that it, it's really primarily important. And the reason why I say this is because in our culture, we can't control all of the elements that come at our children. So I think it's important maybe for the parents to be educated and then to have an open, because I think unless parents get comfortable with themselves, their own bodies, their own sexuality, how it, it's going to register whether you say anything or especially what you don't say registers with your children. I mean, I know a lot of my kids did. They never saw their parents kiss or caress even in front of them. It was all, everything was, everything was behind closed doors. So there was no flow of this sexual energy exchange. And I don't mean the sexual act. I just mean the sexual energy. And I think that if we, like, I think your clit talk is really benefiting, you know, it's an opportunity for parents to get comfortable enough with themselves so that when they talk to their children about their body and their self-worth, all of it, there's some, it's such a sacred area of our life that, you know, rather than being full of shame, could we celebrate this as a sacred, fabulous journey that we're on? I mean, I never even knew that women had orgasms until I was 19 years old. I didn't. All the sex novels were about pumping and thumping. It was all about male ejaculation and male orgasms. There was nothing about what was going on with the female. And we did, we did, I didn't have the education. I was like, and I was in nursing school, for God's sakes. We never talked about any of it. Yeah, so it's just gosh. like this huge missing for me. And when I realized that, I thought, I don't want my daughters to go through this. I want them to realize they deserve to celebrate their bodies. And I, I just, I had so much shame. A lot of it was from my religion, which I'm yes. not a part of a religion anymore. But right. I... I I just think that it's it can be it you know the dogma right can be dangerous right and it, 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 it forces for us pleasure. into guilt yeah it was for guilt it was and it for just, guilt and it was for duty exactly. to your husband that was it so how yeah. is that procreate you know, it's like right. it's like stifling life energy I don't know it just it to is. me it, it could be incorporated into a celebratory life experience <sighs> and I think it begins with parents and being able to have the parents have some say in it and really being vigilant and making sure that the kids have an open channel so that they can come to their parents with questions. They don't have to feel ashamed of talking about it. And for God's sakes, let's call the body parts what they are. 
That's well, you're really, you're really really pointing we'll to something. <laughs> yeah, you're really pointing to something powerful, which is like that there was no, you know, we use this word a lot on this show, but there was no conversation or space for you to discover or know what brings you pleasure. Like, not necessarily mm-hmm. just masturbation. So I want to ask you, beautiful ladies, what do you do for pleasure? And not necessarily just, it could be sexual. We're all ears, as our fans would like to hear. But if not, it could just be like, how do you incorporate pleasure into your life now since it sounds like for all three of you, that was a conversation that was suppressed or like only you were able to discover later in life because it just wasn't a part of cultural dialogue. What do we do for pleasure? What do we do for pleasure? (laughs) What do you do for pleasure? What brings you pleasure? Um, or what for, connects you? What connects you to your that feminine part of yourself? Not even just not not necessarily sexually, but that feminine part. It sounds like in all three of you, what was opening up for you is that connection to your like divine feminine. Is what I'm hearing. Mm-hmm. Um, I I think that um, I find more pleasure from um, masturbation. I've n- never was encouraged to do that. Didn't know anything about it, and I. Love my bush and, um, you know, all that. So, um, and you girls have really, you know, opened my eyes to that. I mean, I would have, you know, and and taking more time for myself and um, just to be quiet and think and read and pray, you know. That's beautiful. Mm. That's really Pat, you and I actually are kind of similar there. I find the most pleasure in silence because it's so mm-hmm. seldom that I'm in a state of peace because I'm super intense with my job mm-hmm. as a marketer mm-hmm. and marketing clit talk that the thing that brings me most pleasure is that state of inner peace, which I get when I'm alone in silence. So even though you and I are kind of polar opposites in a lot of ways. I know you've listened to almost every episode of Clit Talk, we, so I know you know but, that I know that. We've had <laughs> talks before. <laughs> we've had intimate understanding talks with we each do. other before. We, yeah. Exactly. But it's it's really cool to see where, where we relate yeah. inside of pleasure, yeah. no matter how different we are with yeah. our sexual preferences, like that point of relatedness. So... Mm -hmm. It's really important to take care of your face, but the rest of your skin really matters too. So we've all been using this Daria Algae Body Oil by Osea and have just been really indulging in how fragrant it is and how safe it is. Yeah, I have to be honest, when when I heard that we were going to be trying product for your skin, I was really anxious because I have such sensitive skin. I'm allergic to fragrance because the ingredients are so natural. My skin had no reaction. You guys, that is so rare for me. So I can't even tell you how excited I am to be able to use a scented product again. So you can try Osea risk-free for 30 days and get free shipping on orders over $50. And they even send free samples with every order. And Clitorati, you get 10% off your first order with our promo code PLEASURE at OseaMalibu.com. That's 10% off with the code PLEASURE at OseaMalibu. It's O-S-E-A-M-A-L-I-B-U.com. Lindsay Sugar and myself have experienced 
true transformation in our lives by doing Clit Talk podcast. And we've been thinking a lot about how can we take our 150 plus episodes and take the best things and put it into a digital course to deliver to you so you can get your results fast. We are so excited and we feel like we have created something that is going to provide value to you. We are launching a sample of our sex and empowerment digital course at the end of May. What we're promising is that at the end of five days, you'll have a whole new skill set to make more time for yourself, your pleasure. You're going to learn how to identify and communicate your desires effectively. Let me tell you, it would be awesome. The free five-day digital course will take place from May 24th to May 28th, and Clit Talk will be hosting foundation calls each day on Zoom. These calls will typically be about 30 minutes in length, so head on over to our Instagram and click the link in our bio for reals. Do this for yourself. It will only enhance your fabulous life. I think for me, uh, the pleasure has so evolved within my decades of Mm -hmm. what pleasure means to me. And if you want to just for the last, you know, five years, um, pleasure became more about myself, but mostly more about um, little things. Um, I get a lot of joy in in, uh, being of service. Mm -hmm. Um, I get a lot of joy in making sure that I have something to look forward to. So I'm constantly creating, and I know Madison will tell you, I, I, the pleasure in my life daily is every day looking forward to what I can create for fun for whether it's me alone Mm -hmm. and, or my daughters or family time or friend time. I'm always creating creative ways of fun and pretty much try to be, I I mean, I don't mean to be the ringmaster, but I seem to be the only one creating fun. Like I, I, the pleasures for me are pleasuring other people and enjoying, enjoying really fun cultural things. Um, Aside that, so that's, that's just pleasure. I pleasure in self-care this last couple of years, a lot of self-care I've taken within during pandemic to take care of me when I've never had really a chance because I never had downtime or recovery time. Mm-hmm. So I, I've done a lot of quite very large things surgically uh, the last um, 13 months, and that mm-hmm. gave me a lot of pleasure. Uh, health gives me pleasure and um, love gives me pleasure, whether I'm loving myself, loving my children, or just loving what I'm doing. I, I, I love nature. But um, I'm going to stop there because I think there's going to be other topics to bring up the other <laughs> pandemic thing. But um, so, yeah. you know, I've always been a very sexual person. I bring, you know, pleasure for me sexually looks many different ways, but I've always been very free and easy as far as um, uh, pleasuring myself in an intimate way with no holds barred. So, yeah. you know. Um, and share it with all my friends. There's a handful mm-hmm. of my girlfriends and I that, you know, take pictures of dildos and send it to each other and we've named them all. So that's, you know, <laughs> but that's a whole, you know, that's a whole other topic. But mo- I think pleasure right now for my age, and I just turned a really big age for me. And I mean, I don't even feel it, but I, I had a big birthday and it's not just about sex as much mm-hmm. as thank God at my age, it's beyond important and I'm extremely active, but it's more about self-pleasuring. And however that yeah. looks for us at this mm-hmm. point, whether we're single Beautiful. or not. Mom, Beautiful. tell us how old you just turned, how young you just turned. 60. Yeah. Oh, 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 oh. Congratulations, but you're such a baby. Oh, stop. Yeah. 
<laughs> I am. I, I'm, I'm extremely juvenile. Be, I'm 70 in <laughs> August. Well, aren't you a gorgeous I'm 70 in September. That's right. Congratulations. I was just out with one of my dearest friends that's known me since I'm 18. And we went out tonight because we haven't been able to get together. And I turned 60 and she turned 70. Aww. And literally, she looks younger than me. She's just so vibrant and amazing. But mm-hmm. um, it's a whole different ball game. So power to us Aww. all, especially you guys. <laughs> so one of the things that we are uncovering as we're creating some really exciting new stuff for Clit Talk um, is um, deepest desires, right? I think it's very difficult sometimes for women to set aside time to like actually get present to what their deepest desires are. Um, And so we wanted to give you guys the space, like what is your deepest desire? Wow. Hmm. I want to spend more time with my family. My kids, Aww. grandkids. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. It's the best. But um, I also want to go on a safari. Oh, <laughs> I think that like would that be too. really fun. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, it's one of my deepest so desires. Yeah. I love that. Well, I right, almost Katie. got there, but now you got to make it happen for your mom. Her I know. You go. <laughs> I'm, I'm writing a birthday present. 70. <laughs> there you go. Cooper. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, Cooper's the best. He's the best. He is the best. Gamma. Gamma. Gamma and Papa. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, one of, so one of my deepest desires, well, number one, desires for me change daily, actually, all the time. But oh. one of the things that I'd really like to do, like you want to do a safari, is there's uh, a hike in Spain that's called the El Camino. Mm-hmm. And I totally want to do that and take my time. And I just, I really think that would be just a fabulous experience. It's probably be like a month and a half, maybe even two months or just take my time to do it. It's like a 500 mile hike. So it'd be awesome. Wow. Yeah. That would be amazing. Oh my gosh. Wow. That's a big one. I know it is. It's, it just incorporates so many different aspects for me. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I don't know that I'm going to really be able to, and I know you're going to be shocked at this, but sometimes in life you desire so much and life throws you some curveballs. And the last several years, my desires have been much more of a present desire. Um, I've been blessed enough to travel the world and... um, all those things and, and, oh, do I miss travel? Sure. I think my biggest desire to this date is to just really um, envelop love with the most important nucleus that you have around you. Uh, it's so simple for me. I, as long as I'm surrounded by uh, my daughters and my loved one, mm-hmm. my desires <laughs> feel fulfilled. Mm-hmm. I could sit here and say, I've, oh, you know, I want to go to India and help out and stay and desire to be, you know, in a space that I could take a year off and all this. These are bucket. Like, I don't want to say bucket. These are wish lists on, on my agenda. But really, desire for me 
is on a very kind of low-key under radar level of intimacy with my nearest and dearest. I mean, I don't have to, I could tell you that I, I could have a Sunday where my girls decide to just pop over. I, I, I couldn't be more fulfilled from that space. She I literally because, will say to my sister, she'd be like, oh my God, this is the best. Nothing's so, better than this. But you know, I think that that's a very large question and it's so different for everybody as even different meanings for everybody, mm-hmm. depending on one's life journey. Um, you know, um, so for me, there's so much loss that I, I desire very little mm. in that bigger spectrum. So that's a hard, that was a hard question for me. Yeah. I noticed you were like on, you were just super chatty in the beginning, like easy come, easy go. And here I'm seeing you and you're like, let me think mm. about this. But I do want to mention one thing. I think part of that is because you just fulfilled one of your deepest desires in the last five years, which was, please tell us. Well, besides having my health, thank the Lord Almighty, which is always my number one thing, I found love. Is that what you're going to try to make me say, Madison? Yes, because like for the last five years, it's been like your desire to like share the love with a partner. Like just so you guys know, you guys don't know my mom yet, but it's there's so much love in her, like to not have a partner to share that with is, is just like not acceptable. Like there's just, she, she's like I know, I'm made. I such a great girlfriend. She's literally made for that. <laughs> she's made for be- partnership oh, so and, and intimate partnership. So, and my, and, and, and so the last five years I've been watching by the sidelines. And then ironically this year, it was like, boom, desire fulfilled. I mean, I'm not going to keep sharing for you. I just wanted to say like, maybe sometimes when that really big desire comes to fruition. It's just the little things that are that. Yes. Well, you have to appreciate a lot of little things, but I don't know if that's another question down the road, but we could talk about pet. Well, Pat, you're not single. You're married. Right. And Martha, you're married. Yes. Okay. So I'm the only single 60 year old that was single and it's been, you know, single for years for by well, not married for years, but engaged Mm -hmm. for many and single for five. Yeah, that's a whole other that's a whole other topic we could do called pandemic COVID online dating. <laughs> but I did manifest my forever and found the love of my life eight months ago. Oh, Congratulations! That's, that's so really great. It's really Good for you. you deserve it, Susan. So there worth, we have. Worth the wait. It sounds like well, right. you created it. You I created it, and I, mm-hmm. I will say I was a crazy maniac COVID slut. <laughs> 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 but a good right. slut. So, so we, so as we mentioned before, this is the three-year anniversary of Clit Talk, and we're doing, we're bookending it with a Mother's Day episode, which I can't imagine a better way. Um, we wanted to ask you for our personal growth. What was the difference that you like? What's the biggest difference that you've observed in us since starting um, the Clit Talk podcast and the different transitions we've gone through? Like, what's the biggest thing you've seen? I want to. I want to answer this. What I have noticed in you, Lindsay, is I have heard you describe what Clit Talk is. Number one, Clit the the word Clit Talk is very like off putting to so many people. It immediately makes people feel uncomfortable. And when Lindsay starts to talk about it, now my family is pretty like from, you know, it's not a thing that they would talk about. So, but the way Lindsay presented it made everyone feel so comfortable Mm. that the men were saying, oh, I'd like my wife to listen to that too. And 
would it be okay if I listened to it? So you have become, in my opinion, able to communicate through your energy more than anything else Mm. and your articulation of the subject, a level that makes Mm -hmm. a level playing field so comfortable that everyone is put at ease. And it's a beautiful thing because immediately people are like, oh, I I am interested in this. It doesn't, it's not like this foreign, uncomfortable thing. And I think that you're masterful at that. And that really makes a huge difference. I think this podcast can make a huge difference in our world. So I appreciate that you've been able to do that. I love that you're working with Katie and Madison. It's, you guys are a fabulous team. The yeah, perfect team. trio. Really good. Team. I always want to think of the charmed ones, the charmed ones here. The bright and the bold and all the, of you. The, yeah. yes. really, you guys, you guys have you, really Mom. learned from each other and created and I know you've been through your stages, which means that you've really created a bond. I mean, you're ups right. and downs and ins oh, yeah. and outs. Right. That's a relationship. And you guys have done it and weathered it and just kept going. And just, it's awesome. It's mm-hmm. beautiful. And, and the fact that you stayed for- with this business for as long as you have, and now you're going to be producing results is incredible. I'm so proud of you. Thank Aww. you. All of you. Yeah. <laughs> it's all Thanks, that. Yeah. Yes. You guys have done an awesome job. Awesome job. I think Katie's calmer. Than she used to be, um, mm. not letting things bother her as much, having more private time to be able to think and take care mm. of herself, mm. which was a rough road for her when she started this. Yeah, and then Cooper, so yeah, <laughs> she's just um, more loving, calmer, and mm. um, and more vocal about how she how she feels and, you know, believes and is able to um, pass it on to all your clitoratis, you know, <laughs> your three girls or women that um, get to the heartstrings and to yeah. the, the darkness of their lives and try yeah. to bring them up and yeah. focus on their needs where nobody does that. Nobody does that. Mm. You should have way more followers than you do. Once that that word gets, you know, you should. You have a fabulous message for all genders, Mm -hmm. male, female, whatever. And and people listen to you. Thank you. Keep it up. Yeah. I've seen Mm -hmm. such a growth in all three of them, quite frankly, in three years. Exactly. Uh, The growing pains have Mm -hmm. paid off in many fabulous ways. Yes. For me, I see Madison as a even stronger, more mature woman who has taken mm-hmm. her power mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. has projected it in an awareness campaign with her two other partners in a very uh, out-of-the-box way, mm-hmm. which is the only thing I would expect because... Um, And I don't know about Katie and Lindsay, but I have a strong intuition that they are similar. Madison's never walked a conformist way of life, even as a child, (laughs) much more an individualist. And I I think I raised girls that way uh, on purpose. And it's proven to show its true wings each year. With the podcast, I've seen... A, a letting go of what was 
an insecurity. And this is an outlet. Not, don't get me wrong, breakdowns, breakthroughs, everyone has their days. It's not always perfect. But this outlet has made all the girls, in my opinion, much more outspoken and comfortable, mature and sexy and badass strong. Mm-hmm. And I think there's a huge message here. And I'm always, I'm always the big support in how we can grow this podcast in any way, shape, <laughs> or form and bring them uh, more sponsorship and uh, other things to come from this. Uh, it's been a nice growing spurt and, and there's more to come. And it's been an absolute uh, pleasure to watch. <laughs> Oh, and we, we definitely could not have done this without the support of you, of the three of you. And it's so funny to see, but I'm sure you guys are experiencing the same thing with me and my mom, but to see Madison with her mom and Katie with her mom, I'm like, oh my God, of course that's, that's your daughter and that's your mom. It's like, you're so (laughs) similar, but different. It's like really, it's been really trippy. I'm like, I'm like, when Susan's answering, I'm like, I feel like, Madison's answering. (laughs) (laughs) So cute. Um, And I just want to say one thing, like everything that you just said, there was so much fear, I think for me and I think for all of us coming in to to doing the show and really exposing ourselves. We knew it would be for the benefit of our goal is a million people. And it's, um, we, I could not have done it. it. Like if my mom was like, what are you doing and why are you doing this? Like after this amount of time, this isn't something that I would would be doing. So it's, oh my God, um, I just really appreciate the support, I think of, of all three of you because we are, we have built this on your shoulders. Yeah. And so thank Aww. you so much. Wow. You're welcome. Gosh. Thanks. We're going to get to a moment. What else would we do? You know, <laughs> we support our girls. <laughs> Well, this has been probably the most episode I've cried in the most. Um, You know, Jordan Jordan Peterson said one thing, and it makes me think of the three of you. So that the most important thing we can do is to tell the truth. Mm -hmm. And in this area of your life, most people haven't. And you three are representative of the possibility of humanity telling the truth. Yeah. It's amazing. It's it's powerful. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So thank wow. you for That's that. So true. Thank you for bringing so this true. to life. Right. Yeah. Wow. And thank you for also, acknowledging that. And also seeing the truth in your own life. Like you've had to struggle through your sexuality to come to where you are. It's just been mm-hmm. an amazing journey. Right. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I just want to highlight what you said, Pat, about we should have more followers. So yeah. uh, <laughs> listening, give us a follow yeah. on Instagram. We're at <laughs> Clit Talk. Show. show and share us with <laughs> 10 of your friends for good things. <laughs> Send them um, this episode. Yeah. I'm constantly well, grabbing people's phones and said, What do you mean you don't know it? Here, it's really simple. You go on your phone, <laughs> you go to podcast, you click talk. All right, you subscribe. And by the way, five stars. Want to listen? Great. <laughs> I love it. I love I it. I got it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to adopt that soon. I got phones. So everyone. recently, we had, retwi- we had retired the Pussy Chant on the show, and we've had a number of fans asking us to bring it back. And we mm. thought this was the perfect episode to debut the Pussy Chant back. For those of you who don't know it, this is an ode to Regina Thomas I think the three of you ladies know how it's done. We definitely know how it's done. 
let's finish off this episode with a pussy <laughs> chant. Are we ready? I'm looking at my mom's eyes and she's like, what the fuck is a pussy chant? <laughs> she'll pick up, she'll pick up with on you, it Susan. Fast. What do you mean? You just <laughs> say pussy over and over again? Yes, exactly. exactly. Okay. Yeah, here we go. Okay. Here we go. Pussy, 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 We'll see you next Tuesday. Happy Mother's Day. Happy, Happy Mother's, Mother's Day, Day, everyone. Day. Bye-bye. All right. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Clit Talk. Be sure to visit clittalkshow.com to join the conversation, access the show notes, and discover our fantastic bonus content. Also, be sure to follow us on Instagram, at Clit Talk Show, for your clit fix in between episodes.